If you've been going around the good old internet looking for the right podcast to fulfill your New York Yankees needs, well, I'll be the first to deliver the good news to you. You have found it. Here on Yapping Yankees with me, your host, Mike Scudero, you and I will be discussing the latest news, takes, and talk throughout the entire Yankee universe. Oh, and there may be some ranting on my behalf. Yeah. Anyway, what do you say we get to it? Let's get to yapping! Hello there, my fellow Yankee fans, and welcome to episode 92 of the Yapping Yankees podcast, where we yap about the Yanks and nothing but those Yanks. As always, I am your host, Mike Scudero, here on April 18th, 2021. Now, Yapping Yankees is being brought to you by, obviously, myself and Ball 9. Ball 9 brings you some of the best baseball content out there. Any and all baseball stories, articles, roundtable discussions, featured baseball podcasts like Yapping Yankees, and much, much more. Visit the website. I promise you, you'll be glad that you did. That's Ball9.com, and follow them on all social medias at Ball9, and know what you don't know. And for them still helping to get the word out about the show on social media, be sure to also check out Grunt Talks MLB. Go to their website, grunttalksmlb.com, to see all of their great baseball content and follow them on all social medias at grunttalksmlb. Also, don't forget, guys, just like them, you can help spread the word about Yapping Yankees and stay updated on everything with both me and the Yankees by following me on all social medias. Follow my Facebook fan page at MikeScuderoNY. Follow me on Twitter at MikeScuderoNY and on Instagram at MikeScuds97. And remember to subscribe and always listen to Yapping Yankees on all four platforms it's available on. That would be YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Well, I hope you guys are doing well. As you could probably imagine, I'm not a happy person this week. I'm pretty pissed. Not great company, if you want me to be honest with you. One thing I can guarantee you, though, even though it's largely because of them, I'm doing infinitely better than the Yankees are. Infinitely better. I mean, you don't need me to tell you any more than I already have both last week and this past week on social media, but they are playing an insufferable brand of baseball. More or less, anybody outside of Garrett Cole and most of the bullpen has absolutely sucked. Let's just run through it all before we get into the meat of the show today, okay? Why not? It's basically just all negative stuff today, which I hate, but that's the way it is. Blame them, not me. Lots of people have told me they love my ranting, they love Mad Mike, as they call it. You're going to get plenty of him today, so strap yourselves in. He's already coming out just a couple of minutes in here. You got double plays, little league base running mistakes, still laughable defense, complete inability to score, not even hitting home runs the way they usually do. And that's their M.O. Hell, they're not hitting at all. Being completely embarrassed against divisional opponents, starters outside of Cole and maybe Monty having difficulty making it to the fifth inning, or how about in Friday's cases, still trying to mimic the Rays with their opener strategy, which just doesn't work for this team. 
As if there aren't already enough examples of trying to copy the Rays with analytical tricks, ending in complete and utter embarrassment. Like, oh, I don't know, the playoffs last year? With the Garcia and Hap foolery? Just to name one? And this is the one that bothers most people, and completely understandably so. But with the exception of maybe a little anger out of Stanton yesterday, after he continues to just put K's up on the board, well, now that I think about it, who the hell doesn't these days? That's also their thing. But besides that, there's still no spirit or emotion whatsoever with these guys. They look like someone stole their lunch money. Did I miss anything? Absolutely anything? You can keep repeating how early it is, and I agree with that. It is still early. We're only going into game number 15. But for the love of God, and for the rest of the hair I'm yet to rip out, you want to get it the hell going? I mentioned this last week because it is true. This team always starts slow. But guys, there's a slow start, and then there's this. I mean, they've forgotten fundamentals about how to play baseball. And I think some of us have, in a sense, forgotten what a 162-game season is like after last year. How it's back to being a marathon and not a sprint anymore, with all the ups and downs that come with it. And I truly don't believe the Yankees will always be this way for the rest of the year. The bats especially, but the team overall's gotta wake up at some point. But so far here? Madone. These guys are... infuriating. Embarrassing. Say what you want, but there is no denying that. Simply no denying it. Just a nauseating display of baseball to start the year. Sickening. We'll get into all the nonsense when we recap this past week's action in the weekly recap segment. Otherwise, other than Voigt continuing to progress very well from his surgery, and what happened with Gary yesterday, which we'll go over later when we get to talking about yesterday, outside of roster moves, which we'll also talk about, not much at all happened news-wise this past week. So, basically, mostly just recapping this past week's misery. But, first up, this week's poll segment. Last couple of weeks, it's mainly been about predicting upcoming games, and this week is about today's game, here on Sunday. Which, for me, is about... a little over an hour away from starting. So let's get right to it. The question is... Do the bats wake up tomorrow with Cole on the mound? And of course, leave your thoughts below for a chance at having your answer read on the show today. Now, I obviously posted this yesterday, which is why I said in the question, tomorrow. But obviously, the game is today. So, that's the question. Do the bats wake up with Cole on the mound? As far as my opinion on this, it's tough. Honestly, I'm kind of undecided on this. I really am. The bats have shown no sign whatsoever so far of waking up, so I'm inclined to say no. But the shame of it is, is that Garrett Cole, with the way the bats have been lately, could go out there, throw seven shutout innings, throw an absolute gem, strike out ten people, ten people plus, whatever it may be. Just a great start. He could do fantastic. But if the bats don't do anything, it's not going to matter. You have to score to win baseball games. So... Just because of my lack of trust and belief in the bats, this is nothing towards Garrett Cole. I happen to think he's going to do well today because he's that good. He's Garrett Cole. So I think he's going to do great, but because of my lack of faith in the bats, I'm inclined to say no because the bats have been that bad. They've been that bad. 
It's been absolutely horrendous. One through nine. You look at DJ LeMahieu leading off. He hasn't had a bad year, but there have definitely been a lot of situations where he strangely has not come through. And I say strangely because, I mean, how did DJ LeMahieu mostly build his terrific reputation here? He hit with runners in scoring position all the time. He's been so clutch for the Yankees. And even though he's had his moments this season so far, he mostly hasn't. So he's not doing badly by any stretch, but he could definitely be doing better. It's not quite the DJ we know. Judge, yeah, he has his four home runs. He's had his moments, but for the most part, he's been doing nothing really other than looking at pitches right down the plate and not swinging at them, taking them for strikes, and then expanding the strike zone by swinging at pitches outside the strike zone. So Judge could definitely be doing a lot better. Aaron Hicks, totally lost. He's had maybe a couple of moments this year so far going into game number 15. Maybe a couple. But especially from the left side of the plate, I mean, I think overall he's been completely lost, but even more so from the left side of the plate, he's done nothing. He's been completely useless. John Carlos Stan, outside of a home run here or there, whether it be a garbage time homer or not, he's had two so far coming into Sunday today. He's been doing next to nothing either. Glaber Torres, he's been terrible. I feel like he's yet to even make hard contact this year at all. He's been dreadful. And on the field? (laughs) Forget about it. We've spoken about that plenty here in the early going already. Gio, he's doing okay. Gio's doing fine. Whatever. He's doing okay. But even he started off, especially in the first few games of the season, his swing was as ugly as I had ever seen it. Rugnetto Dor? A couple of moments. But outside of that, nothing really going offensively. Bad defense. Clint Frazier, although I feel like he's not really getting the same energy as others, like maybe an Aaron Hicks, I don't know, who's also been awful, and yet has basically never been benched yet. Clint has been benched quite a bit the moment he has a bad game even, so he has missed some time. But even in the time that he has played, where to this point, I think he's had somewhere around like 40 plate appearances or just under that or something like that. I'd have to look up the number, but I'm pretty sure it's like 37 coming into today or something like that. But I mean, the guy keeps on looking at pitches, kind of like Judge, right down the plate. But unlike Judge, at least Judge has some numbers as far as home runs and RBIs, Clint doesn't even have a run batted in yet. And again, I understand he's been benched a lot. And after some of those games, maybe he deserves it because again, he's just looking at pitches right down the middle, constantly. And it's been really frustrating to watch. Hard to single him out because again, others are doing the same. But for the time he has played, I mean, you want to get at least an RBI? I mean, come on. But at the same time, it also bothers me a lot when other people like Aaron Hicks are doing absolutely terrible and are not getting that exact same energy. They're not being benched at all. So maybe that should happen when you still have guys like Gardner who hasn't done bad to start the year and Talkman sitting right there on your bench. Meanwhile, again, while I understand he's not doing well to start the season, and it has driven me nuts that he continues to look at pitches right down the middle, at the first sign of something bad happening, they're benching Clint right away. Well, what about Aaron Hicks? Why don't you bench his ass for a little while? You don't think he's earned a benching so far? But yeah, even Clint has been bad. But at the same time, I just wish that same energy would go around. It's tough to punish everybody because almost everyone has been terrible, but... My point still stands. And Gary Sanchez, who I know is not going to be in the lineup today because of what happened to him yesterday, and again, we'll get to that later. But Gary's had his moments, and I think he's been better behind the plate this year a bit too. Again, this is all still early on here, but just for the sake of going through each player, I think Gary's been 
pretty good this year. Of course, he still has his mix of strikeouts here and there, but that's going to happen. But otherwise, I definitely think he could have gotten off to a much worse start to start this season. There are definitely guys throughout the team who are doing much worse than Gary right now. And Higashioka, who's going to be catching Cole today, which I'm happy about because we all like when they're paired together, I think it's safe to say. But Higashioka, although he doesn't play often because he's the backup catcher, he did let that ball get by him against Toronto a few days ago. But other than that, especially even at the plate, he's been pretty good. But again, he doesn't play often at all because he's the backup catcher. But the regulars, I said it at the beginning of the show. Inability to score, wasted opportunities. I mean, we could talk about it all day long. I could do an entire show on its own about how terrible this offense has been. Hicks, Stanton, and Glaber, 3-4-5 in the order alone, is enough to make you want to nosedive into a pool of thumbtacks. But I think my point's been made, and I also think we've all seen plenty by ourselves to know exactly what I'm talking about. And many of us, including me, have done well with our predictions lately for the poll segment, so let's see if we can keep it up. You've got my thoughts, so I guess I'm inclined to say no, I guess. Let's hear yours, at least for now, in the voting results. Of course, the two choices to choose from were yes or no, and 60% of you, hundreds and hundreds of votes came in, 60% of you say no, that you don't think the bats wake up with Cole on the mound, and the remaining 40% say yes, you do think they'll wake up. So more of you, it would seem, do not believe in the bats for today. I'm sorry I'm slowing down. I just got a notification on my phone. It's a notification about Jay Bruce. Wow, it would seem that Jay Bruce is retiring after today's game. Wow. (laughs) And here we all were in the middle of the week wondering what he was still doing here. And now he's retiring after today's game. Hmm. Wow, so I guess this just turned into me doing a quick little send-off for Jay Bruce before we get going with your replies. Yeah, I guess I'll <laughs> I guess I'll do a quick send-off now. God, that really threw me off. <laughs> Notification just popped up on my phone now. It just came out. So yeah, I guess before we get to your replies, this is just turned into a Jay Bruce send-off since he just announced that he's retiring after today's game. Right after I just got over saying before that not much happened in Yankees news this past week. <laughs> Uh, okay. You know, I guess I'll start off by saying that in situations like this, I really don't tear into guys, regardless of what had been going on recently with them. Listen, the fact of the matter with Jay Bruce is the Yanks took a shot on him, and he had a pretty good spring training, showing off his versatility in the field at first and in the outfield, and he did well offensively too. And then he was given a tall order to take over at first, full-time, with Voight's injury when the regular season came around, which was abrupt for Jay because not only is he not a first baseman naturally, but if you recall, by the end of spring training just before Luke's injury happened, it looked like the Yankees were getting ready to just let him go. And then Voight's injury changed everything. And Voight will probably still be back in like maybe two and a half weeks if I had to guess. And God knows the Yankees are missing his energy, but... Anyway, when the season came around, defensively, Bruce had a couple of good plays at first, for someone who's not a natural first baseman, like that sliding play down the line that he made. But he couldn't scoop anything out of the dirt, really. His feet weren't positioned correctly a lot of the time, and offensively, he had 
that big two-run single opening weekend and then a home run against the O's, but besides those things, he really hadn't been doing anything in this young season, as I mentioned last week and as I'll be saying later on in recap too for this past week. And although a lot of that lineup is also that way right now, as I just went over before, if not all of them, Bruce had quickly become legitimate dead weight. He just became really hard to watch in that lineup and at first every day. And maybe he just thought that he didn't have it anymore? He has apparently said that he just hasn't been performing the way he expects himself to, which is understandable. He has been really bad. And he's been around for a while, and I'm more than sure there's a certain bar he sets for himself. Maybe he also wanted to spend time with his family, do other things with his life. Or maybe if they were thinking of DFAing him, letting him go, giving someone else like Mike Ford another shot, who I'm certain will be seeing called up to take Bruce's roster spot. Or just putting DJ there until Voight comes back, and he just thought that it'd be better to just step away instead, on his own terms. But in any event, when you step back and you look at the big picture. Jay Bruce has always been a great guy personally, a respectable veteran, and he had himself a nice career at the end of the day. A really nice career. As I said before, he's been around a while. 14 years. Played with the Reds from 2008 when he came up, until he went to the Mets during 2016, and then he hopped around a bit. 2017, he played with the Mets and the Indians, went back to the Mets in 2018, Then in 2019, he split time with the Mariners and Phillies, stayed with the Phillies in 2020, then came here for this year. And through all that time, 1,455 hits, 319 home runs, 951 RBIs, almost hit 1,000, 244 average, obviously not an average guy, big raw power guy, 314 on base percentage, 467 slugging, combining for a 781 OPS. And especially earlier on in his career, he was definitely a solid defender in the outfield too. So, after today's game, we don't know what the future holds for him down the road, but as for now, Jay Bruce's career will be over, it seems. We'll see if the situation allows it. Maybe the Yanks allow him to pinch hit, get one more at bat in late in the game. Who knows? We'll see. With the way the bats are, I doubt that they allow that sort of a situation, but we'll see what happens. You obviously already know when you're listening to this, but again, I don't know yet. You're listening to this tonight or later in the week, and I'm recording before the game starts. But Jay, all the best, man. Good luck in retirement. Really, all the best. All right, well, that just came out literally in the middle of this segment. Just wanted to address that quickly. Honestly, how many times has this happened? This has happened so many times. (laughs) I'm just doing my thing, and then bam, news right in the middle of my recording. (laughs) Ah, alright guys, let's get to your replies. Up first here on Twitter is at MuzzXNDMD, my good friend Spencer from Twitter. And Spencer says, I'm just not feeling it, Mike. The only thing they can do is try to have productive at-bats. Work 3-2 counts, maybe tire out their pitchers. I'm sure the Rays might ask themselves, how long can we keep their bats quiet? But I've seen no signs that this won't continue tomorrow. Yeah, as you just heard me say, I've seen no signs from them either. There's no reason to believe that anything will change come tomorrow's game. And I'm mostly going to end up feeling bad for Garrett Cole. I have a feeling. I just really, really do. A feeling deep down in me. I guess the force is talking to me again. (laughs) But I just feel like I'm going to end up feeling bad for Garrett Cole. I just feel like the bats are going to let him down. But I totally agree. 
All they could do is try to be productive, but at the end of the day, like you, I have seen no signs of any improvement whatsoever. And yeah, you might say that yesterday's game was a build from Friday night, but can you even get worse than Friday? (laughs) So, I've seen no signs. Alright, let's keep going. I'm going to try to get to as many of you as possible as I usually do. I got a lot of replies on here as usual, so I'm not going to get to all of them. There's just no chance. I don't have the time. But I'm going to fly through as many as I can, as usual, I promise. Next up, we have at Papa underscore Cole 45. And they say, I sure hope so, but I have my doubts. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> up next is at Bobby Tat 631. And Bobby says, I've seen no sign of the bats waking up. Our only hope tomorrow is that Cole pitches like Cole. And we can take a win with just a run or two. I mean, yeah, Bobby. At this time, right now, that feels like the only way that they can win. Just score a run or two because that's all they can do, and sometimes even barely that. And then just hope that Cole is just near perfect. (laughs) Uh, Not feeling good about it. I'm really not, and that's why I was inclined to say no. At Jackie Edis is up next, and Jackie says yes, because they have to. Well, at some point, they definitely have to wake up. (laughs) And again, like I said... With a 162-game schedule, I do believe that they will find their stride at some point. They will. But right now, as far as what's happened so far, they have been terrible. And at some point, it's got to change. And I believe it will, but at what point it will? That's the question. (laughs) We just don't know. It would certainly be ideal for today, with their ace on the mound, to finally start turning things around. Also considering that outside of Montgomery, too, he's been the only one in the rotation that's been really solid. So you hope that with him on the mound, especially him being your ace, but just in general with Cole being on the mound, since he's been the starting pitcher that the Yankees rely on, and mostly the only respectable one so far, you hope that it does start with today with him being on the mound, especially heading into an off day. You have some good mentality heading into the off day tomorrow before you welcome the Braves to town, who have also stunk early on here. But yeah, today would definitely be the day for the bats to wake up. Up next, we have at Robert Perubsky, and Robert says, I think they win 3-1 to one like the last time he pitched. Well, listen, no matter how they win, I, I'm just looking for a win. <laughs> that is it. Just a win. Just win the damn game, especially with Cole on the mound. It's very important, again, especially heading into the off day tomorrow. Up next is at Savage Empire Pod with a gift that says, no freaking way. <laughs> All right, listen, everybody has a right to feel that way with the way they've played. That's just the deal. At Deflex2123 says, I honestly don't know. Well, that was me at first. I honestly was saying, I don't know. But the more I think about it, the more I was inclined to say no. So I just said no. Next, we have at Fodor underscore Ron. And Ron says, Hicks, Stanton, and Torres off to really slow starts. You could even include LeMayhew by his standards. This lineup is really missing Voight and some timely hitting. Just don't get it with so many home games with fans. Don't like Judge Fielding like he never has on eggshells. Let's go Yankees. Now let's dissect this for a second. Hicks, Stanton, and Torres, yeah. I even said before that the three of them is enough to make you want to nosedive into a pool of thumbtacks, and I stick by that. LeMayhew, like I said before, yeah. I mean, he's not having the worst of seasons, but by his standards, like I said before, with how much he's been clutch with runners in scoring position in the past... He's not quite living up to that as much as the past early on so far. So I do agree with that. And what you said about Voight, I even mentioned that really quick before. When I was talking about Voight, I said, boy, are they missing his energy right now and his bat. And timely hitting too? Yeah, 
because they either blow opportunities or they just don't hit at all. And then you have Judge with his fielding. Yeah, he's he's been pulling up on some balls that he would otherwise dive for in the past. I think he's just really looking to stay healthy as much as possible. And that really should be Judge's main concern this year, outside of also looking at pitches right down the middle and then swinging a crap. But you get what I mean. Yeah, health is a big thing for him. And I think that's been pretty evident early on here with how he's pulling up on some fly balls that he would normally dive for in the past. But everything you said seems to be fair. I agree with it. Next, we have at CashGod10 saying, Bats are dead right now. If they do wake up tomorrow, it wouldn't be because of Cole. They should wake up because they're embarrassed. Yeah, (laughs) that really should be a big reason for them to wake up because they have just been insufferably bad. Whether you like it or not, that's the truth. And I'm pretty sure they are embarrassed, and they are really ashamed of the way they've played, as they should be. But they just haven't figured it out yet. Now we've got at Verando Don, and Don says, Cole needs to throw a no-hitter to win. (laughs) It certainly feels that way, doesn't it? (laughs) It's bad, but it, it feels that way. Rob at Laker 477. Rob says, we can only pray that they do. This is one hell of a corner that they've been rounding, but they've got to reach that straightaway eventually. Oh god, please just eliminate turning the corner out of our vocabulary forever, please. (laughs) I cannot hear that phrase anymore without a strand of my hair turning gray. I just, I can't hear it anymore. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, like you say, Rob, I get the gist of what you're saying. Eventually, they got to figure it out, and you're right. Eventually, they have to, and... I believe they will, but again, it's a matter of exactly when they will. Who the hell knows? But we've definitely seen no signs of that happening anytime soon, that's for sure. Alright, let's keep flying through here. Up next we have at Real Emilio Gonzo, and they say they better. Yeah, <laughs> they better, you're right. At Pat Mull34, Pat says, I'd be happy if Boone would put a lineup out there that made it seem as if they were trying. Well, the problem is, what are you going to do if you're Aaron Boone right now at the lineup? Or whoever the hell it is that makes the lineup. There are definitely certain things that he's done with the lineup that I don't agree with, like Aaron Hicks batting third constantly, all the times that Jay Bruce was in the lineup mostly, I was just like, what is he doing? But quite frankly, there's only so much blame that you can put on Aaron Boone right now with the lineup because, I mean, guys, they're all more or less doing awful. So when all of the hitters nearly in your entire lineup are collectively struggling, what are you going to do with the lineup? And yes, sometimes a change can happen that could possibly spark something. And I did throw some ideas around earlier on in the show, as you heard, particularly when I was talking about the outfield before. But when those many guys are struggling, it's (laughs) it's tough. It's really tough. It almost becomes a question of what the hell are you supposed to do? Because the players are just not performing. You know what I mean? So that's that's basically my answer to that. I hope that makes sense. I mean, I think it does. Maybe you have some ideas that you could run by me. I mean, you're always free to message me on social media or reply on YouTube if you're listening on there, but I don't know. That's just my thought on it. As long as you have these many hitters, one through nine, struggling, then what are you supposed to do? I'm not excusing Boone. I'm just really putting it on the players because there's so many of them struggling because then at that point... When there are just so many players not performing up to par, it becomes a thought of, well, what can you even do about it lineup-wise? You know? Because up to this point, the fact of the matter is, is that most of them, they've just sucked. (laughs) They've just sucked so far. 
All right, let's keep going. Up next, we have at MD Nelly, my good friend Mike. And Mike says, Cole pitching might even have a more negative effect on the bats, feeling less pressure to score runs, so they just keep swinging so hard they put a tiny stain in their undies. (laughs) Thanks for that thought. (laughs) But as far as the legitimate statement in your reply, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I could... I could definitely see that happening. You're not wrong. (laughs) You're definitely not wrong. Having a pitcher as good as Cole on the mound could inspire an offense to say, well, you know what? He's going to throw a gem anyway, so we might not even have to do much. And the Yankee lineup, already struggling the way it has been, they just cannot afford that kind of mentality. So I would really hope that that's not their mentality going into this game. But you're not wrong, Mike. You're not wrong. Up next is at Macro Politics, and they say Yankees have a hard time catching throwing, and hitting right now. Yeah, as has been established, they've had a tough time in basically every aspect, more or less. Like I said, basically outside of Cole and most of the bullpen. It's been really tough in every aspect. I just ran down a whole list of them at the very beginning of the show, so if you missed that, then go back and listen to it. Up next, we've got Rebecca at Peace Now for Life, and Rebecca says, I say yes. Their at-bats looked more competitive today, and with Cole on the mound, they will be motivated to get the win. Go Yankees. All right. More optimism from Miss Optimism. (laughs) Rebecca's Miss Optimism. We've established her as such, in case you didn't know that already. But listen, from your lips to God's ears, really, I'm not saying no because I want to say no. I'm saying no because we've simply seen no sign otherwise. And even though, as I said before, some may consider yesterday to be a sign of the offense going in the right direction compared to a night like Friday. But as you'll hear me say later, and as I already said earlier, it's tough to get much worse than Friday. So, while, yeah, obviously yesterday was better than Friday, I mean, it's it's still not a legitimate sign to me that this offense is ready to break out anytime soon. Because if they got any worse than Friday, then (laughs) I don't even know how you do get worse than Friday. I really don't. So, just about anything is better. That's my point, so I hope that makes sense to you. Okay, onwards. Up next is at DigimonFanForLife, and they say, I feel like the offense only wakes up when Cole is pitching. Well, it could be worse. The offense could treat him like DeGrom, (laughs) but they don't, fortunately, and I hope that today is another day that they don't. Treat him like DeGrom, that is. I do hope that they wake up with Cole pitching. (laughs) Next, we have I Heart the NYYs, and they say, I'll be optimistic, I guess. Yes. Well, I don't blame you, and like I said with Rebecca, from your lips to God's ears, really. Just like the old saying, if we don't have hope, then we have nothing. Which I guess is why I'm in such a bad mood today. Because I just don't see it. I haven't seen enough signs, I haven't seen any signs of improvement. But I respect your optimism. Up next is at Laura underscore Icemont. Laura says, I'm being optimistic and saying yes. All we can do at this rate is pray. All right, so back-to-back optimism. All of you optimists with this question, from your lips to God's ears, nobody hopes more than me that your optimism comes true. Maybe except for the Yankees themselves. But you get what I mean. Next, we have at NYYFanForever96, and they say, nope. This team is disgusting so far. Yeah, they've been bad. (laughs) They have been bad. Next, we have at Marsha Nicholas. And Marsha says, I voted yes. 
All right. A little more optimism. So we got a little bit of a mix here. Next, we have at MountainGal456, my good friend Tina. And Tina says, can only say yes and do a lot of praying. All right. So Tina and Laura on the same page. Just got to pray a lot. <laughs> Next, we have at JenniferNYC. Jennifer says, I voted yes. All right. So we got a little bit of turn of optimism as we've gotten a little bit more into the replies here. All right, this is going to be my last one, and then we'll move on to Instagram, all right? So lastly, here on Twitter, we have at Robertino53, and they say, pull off a Tom Seaver, go nine, young man, no need to strike out eight, put up zeros, do a Gidry. Well, if you're going to do a Gidry, then you're not going to strike out eight, you're going to strike out 18, (laughs) if you're talking about that particular historic start when he struck out that many people. But anyway, yeah, that's the way it feels. I mean, as previous replies said, it certainly feels like with the way these bats are, you're probably going to need a stellar performance out of Garrett Cole and nothing less if you want to have any chance at winning this game if you're the Yankees. That's the way it feels. But whatever way it's got to happen, let's just really, really hope that they can salvage a game. Please, (laughs) please just win a game. Uh, All right, so that is all for Twitter. I want to thank all you tweeters for your votes, your replies, the whole deal. Any way you interacted with the poll, I appreciate you to no end. But before we get to recapping the horror that is this past week's Yankees baseball, let's go on to Instagram and hear how you all voted and replied on there to the very same question. And that question, just once more, is do you think the bats wake up with Cole on the mound? And on Twitter, the majority of the voters said no, 60 to 40. But on Instagram, the voting results are different. So the social media platforms are conflicting with one another. Very interesting. I like when that happens. It's damn near split here on Instagram, though. 56% of all the votes that came in voted for the choice of yes. And the remaining 44 say no. All right, so we got a smidge more of optimism. Here on Instagram, let's read a couple of replies. Up first, we have my good friend James, the Dark Knight 025. And James says, I want to say yes, but I don't know. They haven't shown me anything. It's time to wake up. We are better than this. Yeah, James, exactly. I mean, you think I don't want to say yes? Of course I want to say yes. But like you say, I haven't seen any signs either. But at the same time, like I've also said, I do know that this team is better than this, and I do know that they will not be like this for the entire 162. It's really hard to imagine that they will be. The season in general is just full of ups and downs. But yeah, they've got to turn it around. This is not fun to watch. Not a fun brand of baseball. Next, we have my girlfriend, Vic Salimo, and Vic simply says, no. (laughs) Okay, all right. Let's finish up with my mom, Julia Gina Scudero. My mom says, I'll say yes because I can't take watching another loss like the way they've been losing. Sadly, pitching isn't the main problem right now. What coma are these hitters in? It's mainly been them. These poor pitchers, especially out in the bullpen, are killing themselves, and the rest of the team is in a coma with sour looks on their faces. Come on, guys. You've got to get a fire started. I'll come down and start it if you'd like. (laughs) What a mess. (laughs) But yeah, mom, listen, you're frustrated like a lot of people. That last part. (laughs) I love you, mom. (laughs) For those of you who don't know my mom's personality, 
She gets really fired up. I wonder where I get it from. But <laughs> we're Italian. What can I tell you? But yeah, listen, hasn't been fun so far. And what you say is true, especially with the pitchers. You got Cole and Montgomery giving good starts out there, giving this team the chances to win. And you got most of the bullpen out there really just pitching so well still. And the rest of the rotation, as we'll get to later, as you'll hear in just a few moments, is still not giving enough length outside of Cole and Montgomery. And that leads to the bullpen getting tired, but even so, they're still doing well. But like you say, it's mainly the bats. And the way you said it, that's a good way to put it. I think I even said something close to that at some point in the middle of the week, I think, about them just looking like they're in a coma. Because that's what they look like they're in. So, yeah. And I even said that about the fact that they look like they have no emotion whatsoever. They're just, like, completely emotionless. We even said that last week. And that's almost the most infuriating thing of all. I hate that look of defeat. You just want to smack him in the face and be like, WAKE UP! <laughs> because that's just the way it makes you feel. Uh, but I hear you, Mom. I do. I hear you. And I hear the rest of you. And speaking of the rest of you, I want to thank each and every one of you, both platforms, for voting, replying. Again, if I didn't get to you, which there are plenty of you that I didn't, you know the deal. Just keep on interacting every week, guys. I promise you, eventually, I will get to you. And if you want to read the replies for yourself, on Twitter in particularly, then head on over to my Twitter page. You long-timers should know the handle, but for you newcomers, my Twitter handle is at Mike Scudero. Be sure to follow me there if you don't already. Just scroll down on the page, find the poll tweet, go into the comments, and you'll find everything there. But as always, until next week's social media segment, guys, thank you all so much, so, so much, for all of your interactions. All right! <laughs> the moment we've all been waiting for. Rounding third and heading on home, we've got the weekly recap segment. <laughs> Can't wait to talk about all this! Let's go back to last Sunday, guys, when we spoke last. If you remember, it was Montgomery taking the hill for the Yankees. They were trying to avoid the sweep at Tropicana Field, and the Yankees really needed some length out of Montgomery. They really, really did, because as I said earlier, all other starters other than him and Cole have not given it whatsoever, and you'll continue to hear more of that as we continue with the recap. The bullpen needed him to cover some innings for them, and he kind of did. He saw the sixth inning, which again is something that no starter outside of him and Cole have done at all this year, and he didn't get an out in the sixth, but he saw the sixth inning. So he went five plus, he allowed four runs, four strikeouts, walked a couple of guys, so not the best start, and you would have hoped for a bit more length out of him, but not bad by any stretch of the imagination. I think he still put them in a pretty good position to win the game. And as we know, since we now know the end result of that game, we know that they did end up winning, but so much craziness happened that I'm just going to take you scoring play by scoring play, pretty much. But the scoring was kicked off in the bottom of the second when Mike Zanino, who suddenly becomes Johnny Bench when he plays the Yankees, hit a homer to make it 2 to nothing, a two-run shot, again in the bottom of the second. Then in the top of the third, a rarity, the Yankees answering back. Gio Urshela hit a game-tying two-run shot, and then Aaron Hicks grounded into a double play. How else is he driving in a run these days? But that made it 3-2 as Brett Gardner came home to score. Then in the bottom of the third, the Rays had an immediate answer again. Randy Arozarena. <laughs> what else is new? Go-ahead two-run shot made it 4-3. to three. Then everything went silent until the top of the eighth 
when Glaber Torres, which this is basically the only thing he's done all season up to this point, hit a game-tying RBI single to tie it at four. And then in the top of the 10th, the game went to extra innings again. <laughs> the Yankees have seen extra innings a few times already in this young season, but in the top of the 10th, Rugnetto Dorr. One of the only things he's done so far, but he drove home an RBI single to make it 5-4, to four, a very big hit, taking advantage of the worst rule change of all time, and the Yanks would not look back from there. Gary Sanchez, RBI single, 6-4. to four. Gio Urshela, two-run single, 8-4. to four. And that would be the final score the Yankees would win by. And all throughout, from Chad Green pitching two and a third shutout innings, to Darren O'Day pitching two-thirds of an inning shutout, Aroldis Chapman pitching a scoreless ninth, and Albert Abreu pitching a perfect bottom of the tenth, that bullpen, again, as always, kept them in the game up right until the end, until they were able to win. And it's weird saying that word, win. It's almost like a foreign concept these days. But we would say it once more, on Monday. And that would be the last time up to this point that we would say it, but nonetheless... After an awesome final game in the Trop, where the Yankees avoided the sweep, thank God, they would go on to Dunedin, Florida to face the Blue Jays, who they have also struggled mightily against. King Garrett Cole, as I like to call him, got the start again, and I'll tell you this, this start was another vintage example of why this man is an ace. In the first inning, and even the start of the second, he didn't have his best stuff. He really didn't. He allowed his one and only run in the first, and allowed the first two hitters to reach in the second inning. But after that, he battled. He made his pitches, and he got better and better as the start progressed. And that's what an ace does, guys. After the tough first and the start of the second inning, he got 15 guys out in a row. 15! Seven of those were strikeouts, totaling eight strikeouts over six innings of work. Only run was the one in the first. So started out a little rocky, but all in all, another solid start for Garrett. Really good. After him, the bullpen continued to be untouchable. Justin Wilson, perfect seventh. Darren O'Day, a scoreless eighth. And Chapman got the save after pitching a scoreless ninth. On offense, well, until the fifth, the Yankees didn't even have a hit. And the one to break that? The guy who was starting to make me eat my words a little bit about me not really understanding why the Yankees got him up until this point. But after this, as you'll hear later, with his errors and the fact that he just kept on grounding into double play after double play himself, not making me eat my words so much anymore. But regardless, that man was Rugnet Odor. Immediately followed by the first of two bombs by Higashioka. A two-run bomb that gave the Yanks a 2-1 to lead. And then the second of two came in his next at-bat later, another really good shot, a solo homer, a great night for Higashioka. That made it 3-1, to one, and that's the score the Yanks would win by. Taking the opening game of the three-game series, and as I said, this would be the last win they got up to this point. Tuesday, Glaber had the night off after he apparently jammed his finger diving back into a base. And when they sent him for x-rays and CAT scans, everything came back fine. And he was back on Wednesday anyway, so not a problem there. Honestly, he could use some time off anyway with the start he's gotten off to. I guess with the exception of the Rays with that big game-tying hit, which was great, but other than that, nothing really, so it's whatever, all good. But the game, not all good. <laughs> Tyone had his second start, first inning, solid. Second inning, 
with a combination of some horrible home plate umpiring that night, which would continue throughout the rest of the game, and Tyone being just unable to finish off hitters, getting ahead in counts but just not finishing it off, it just was not a fun inning whatsoever. He threw 34 pitches in that second inning alone, and that really just sucked the air out of the rest of his start, as he didn't even make it to the fourth inning. Three and two-thirds, eight hits, eight, five runs given up total, just got knocked around, and again, like basically all the starters outside of Garrett Cole and Monty have done, just didn't give any length. Fortunately, only three guys had to come out of the pen to pitch, though, but still. You don't want to burn out the bullpen. It's been the best aspect of this team by far up to this point, as we've said. But Litke finished up the fourth and pitched the fifth, gave up a run but struck out three. Sessa, only pitcher to do well. Two scoreless innings, and then Albert Abreu. Good first appearance in Tampa, as you heard earlier, but this time, he gave up a run and walked two in the eighth. Not an easy inning. The offense, well, dead to start again. (laughs) What else is new? As all they had until the fifth inning to go on was an infield hit by DJ to lead off the game, which was quickly erased by a double play anyway, which the Yankees have also become kings at doing. Three more of those total on Tuesday. You know what other habit the Yanks have fallen into that's enough to make you want to pull your hair out? This was also one of the many problems I mentioned at the start of the show. Getting thrown out on the bases like a Little League team. Especially when it deflates a rally like it did in the 8th inning, when the Yanks were down 6-1 to after finally scoring on an Odor RBI ground out in the 7th, followed by a 2-run single by Stanton to make it 6-3 to in that 8th inning. And then, here's the Little League base running. With Hicks at the plate as the tying run on what was finally a good night for him going 3-4, for four, on a wild pitch, Gary Sanchez was thrown out on the bases looking like a deer in headlights. Sign of life at the end, squashed by another Little League-esque mistake. Really frustrating. Losing in general is frustrating, but when it's self-inflicted, it just really pisses me off. Anyway, the Jays added on another in the home eighth, and the Yanks would lose 7-3. Could have been different if not for Gary's horrendous base running mistake, another dumb mistake, and it definitely could have been different, who knows? Because Hicks led off the next inning with, wait for it, A hit! (laughs) I guess we'll never know. Wednesday, rubber game matchup, and again, didn't go well. Well, actually, it started off well. Judge let off the game with his first of two homers he hit on the day. The second was an absolute bomb to right center, so he had himself a nice day. Gio had a two-run single, and that accounted for the Yankees' four runs on the day. Both of Judge's homers were solo shots. Otherwise, the offense dead again. And double plays continued too. Two of them by Bruce. The second one was on a line drive though, and was partially Glaber's fault in all fairness for straying too far from first base. Another base running mistake. Wow, who would have thought? Never enough of those, right? But nonetheless, two more double plays, both from Bruce, which left me, alongside literally everyone else, wondering what he was still doing on this team, Hadn't done a single thing since his solo shot against Baltimore, both offensively and defensively. I mean, we obviously know that as of this morning, that's obviously changed with him announcing his retirement, and I don't want to rip him at this point. But what I'm saying is, at the time, in the middle of the week, that was definitely what we were all thinking. And as I had said before, the offense after that, they had just 
went to sleep after scoring those four runs. And starting pitching, another example of just having difficulty giving innings. And my boy Corey Kluber has also been one of those guys. Not saying that can't change going forward. Could very well be still shaking off the rust, but he's been one of those guys not giving innings alongside Tyone the day before. And Herman too, who, as we know, has been pretty freaking bad. Let's hope that changes when he's recalled from the alternate site. Because if you're going to do what he did off the field in the past, and you're going to suck at your job, then you're pretty much useless to me. But the problem with not giving innings, again, is that if you have early exits out of games constantly, what does that do, kids? Hmm? Anybody? That's right. It burns the bullpen. And again, I cannot stress this enough. The bullpen has been by far the best part of this team. We've said this already, but I want to keep emphasizing it. And unfortunately, that would continue with Kluber. He only lasted four innings, gave up six hits, three runs, two of those on homers, walked two more guys, struck out four, and his stuff was moving well, but... Kluber's problem so far here in the early going, and this seems to be a problem with Tyone at times too, is that they both seem to get guys to two strikes, but can't put them away. He tries to find that strikeout pitch, nibbles around the strike zone, and that extends at bats, which also extends the pitch count, which leads to early exits. It's a domino effect, people. That, and he needs to also be more careful with location. I've already highlighted to those who didn't know otherwise that Kluber was never a really hard thrower. He's always been more of a locator than anything. And now, early on here, he's even had a tough time with that at times, which not only leads to the problems I just mentioned, but also has led to some of the homers he's given up too. So, he's got to keep working on it. Got to really dig deep and give the Yanks some innings. Even if that means taking a start into, I don't know, the sixth inning? It's certainly better than four. So, let's keep an eye on him. When he left the game, though, the Yanks did have their 4-3 lead. Luizaga came in afterwards, and as I've been saying about him the whole time, he's looked terrific. This time, he pitched two innings, and in his first inning, he looked solid again. Second inning, he got into trouble. Loaded the bases, and it's a miracle, honestly. He only gave up one run. I thought at the time that it would be much worse. But he just gave up a run, and unfortunately, it was on a wild pitch, which is extremely frustrating. More self-infliction. And Higgy also had some trouble blocking behind the plate that inning. Just not fun stuff. So that had tied the game, but otherwise, Loisica did a great job keeping it at one. It definitely could have just turned into catastrophe, but it didn't. He made his pitches. After him, O'Day and Wilson each pitched scoreless innings. And then in the ninth, to lead off the inning... Chad Green gave up a walk-off shot to Bo Bichette. Yanks lost again, 5-4, and lost the series after starting it with a nice win. I just couldn't be mad at Luizga or Chad, though. I mean, how could you be with how good the bullpen's been? Picking up the struggling starters, constantly keeping this team in games. You can't do it every single time. They've more than done their jobs. So I just couldn't be mad at them at all. I mean, it also would have helped if the offense had shown a pulse again after Geo's two-run single, just saying. But anyways, after Wednesday's game, as we expected to happen some point soon, the Yanks had optioned Albert Abreu to the alternate site, and then resulted in King being recalled on Friday after his 10 days were up, so that he could piggyback for Nelson after Nelson was the opener in Friday's game. So, let's get to that one since they had Thursday off. 
Friday, first of three against the Rays back home. (laughs) All right, I'll be blunt as usual. I'm just going to say it. This game was truly, truly one of the most laughable, pathetic, shamefully embarrassing games I have ever been witness to in my 13 or 14 years as a Yankee fan. And I really mean that. The poor people who went to the game should be immediately and fully refunded. And the two hours of my life that I spent watching it should also be refunded. Yes, two hours. Because eventually I just went to put on a movie. And I never, never turn off a Yankee game, guys. You know that. Friday night, I did. From the first batter of the game to the end. Unwatchable. Every single aspect of it. Just about everything I mentioned at the start of the show about what's been wrong with this team at the start of this season happened in this game. First off, the opener. The Yankees, even after the Davy and Hap foolery in the playoffs, still try to beat the Rays at their own damn game. Enough with the openers, guys. They don't work for this team. As I said before, Nelson opened and he absolutely bombed. One inning, 30 pitches thrown, allowed two runs, and walked two. And you know something? There's something so much more infuriating about an opener doing badly rather than a starter doing badly. It's just enough to make you mental. Michael King afterwards, three innings scoreless, but even he walked three guys and allowed two hits through 69 pitches. Luis Sessa, Four runs allowed, only one of them earned because of, guess what? Horrible infield defense! Odor had two errors that night, one in Sessa's inning, almost like I warned that Odor isn't a good fielder or something. Wow, what a revelation. And the other one that inning belonged to Gio. Those were the two errors that inning. Lucas Litke, four innings, allowing two runs. Yankees pitching walked seven batters. Seven! You heard me correctly. And the offense? (laughs) Uh, Until Stanton's meaningless two-run homer in the seventh, when the Yankees were losing eight to nothing against Michael Waka, who stinks, they had one base runner. One! And all of this after yet another bad series against the Jays prior. To come out there the way they did, they looked like they were attending a funeral. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. I I really don't. Between this and those maniacs throwing crap onto the field like animals in the eighth inning, I didn't even see that because, again, I had shut the game off multiple innings prior. But, my God. I'll just say that I wish the Neuralizer from Men in Black was real so I could forget everything that happened Friday night. Just everything about it. And if you haven't seen Men in Black before, then I don't know what to tell you. Go see it so you can know what I'm talking about. But terrible. Not one good thing. Not one. Oh, and they optioned King back down to the alternate site again afterwards, even though he was the only one to not allow a run, but... (laughs) They recalled Brooks Krisky in the meantime. So, that's that. Yankees lose 8-2. Now, lastly, yesterday, guess what? You guessed it. Another loss. 
And before we get into the game, just a quick news update about the game. We obviously know what happened with Gary Sanchez with the foul ball off his hand. I mentioned it before, but as you probably already heard, he was just diagnosed with a hand contusion, and he's considered day-to-day. And he said he could even play in today's game, but Boone is giving him the day off regardless. And with Cole being on the mound, we know Higgy catches Cole more often anyway. So Gary will just rest for a couple of days with the off day tomorrow too, and then he'll probably be ready to go. But let's not keep the right hand in front of you again when the pitch is being thrown, all right? Because what happened yesterday can always happen. One thing I know for sure, catchers are always supposed to keep that hand either by their side or behind them for that very reason. So why don't we fix that up for next time? But anyway, onto the game. Montgomery had the start and he did fine. He only gave up two mistakes, a two-run shot and a solo shot, but... Even though that's three runs, he did give up four runs total because one of them was driven in on a two-run shot given up by Loisica, but one of the runners that scored on base on the two-run shot was left on base by Montgomery, so it was his responsibility. And that was all in six innings of work, so he gave some length. Not bad at all. A decent start, I'd say. It could have been much worse. He had seven strikeouts. I'll take a start like that. He gave them a chance to win, but... As has been the theme for basically every single game early on here, other than those first two games against the Orioles, maybe, the bats, although better than Friday night, and as I said before, I mean, it's nearly impossible to do any worse than Friday. That's like rock bottom. But in any event, although better than Friday, still didn't do nearly enough. Even on a day where Glasnow, who murders the Yankees, was struggling big time with his command early on. And the Yanks only got one friggin' run off him. Didn't take advantage at all. Wasted a bases loaded chance in the first. What a shocker. They've scored just one lousy run in the first inning in the first 14 games here. So they have sucked in the first inning so far this year. And they did score one in the second on a DJ RBI single when they could have done much more damage. And then they didn't score again until they were down 5-1 to one after Luizaga gave up that two-run shot to Wendell in his first of two innings pitched. Yankee killer Joey Wendell. Odor hit his first Yankee homer. Not a surprise. He'll run into one here and there. I already told you he's got power. And Judge got an RBI double, followed by Hicks and Stanton doing nothing to capitalize as they've continued to do here in the early going. For Hicks, especially when he's batted lefty so far, he's just been lost from that side. Looks awful. He hasn't looked great in many aspects at all, but especially when he bats lefty? Oh my god. Just terrible. Justin Wilson gave up one more run, though, in the ninth to make it 6-3, and that was the final. Lost 7 of the last 10, 4-game losing streak, and before the game here on Sunday, they've lost 17 of the last 22 games against the Rays, including the playoffs last year. So, in other words, this team is literally our father. They have owned us. That's going back to the end of 2019. You gotta change that. Being able to defeat your divisional opponents is so important, and it'd be a real thing of beauty if they could start to change that today with Cole on the mound. At the time I'm taping now, the game's going to start in like 10 minutes. So I'm going to go watch that right after I'm done recording the end of this. But let's go over what's ahead for the rest of the week. 
You already know the results of this game by the time you're listening either tonight or later in the week, obviously, but the Yanks are looking to not be swept today at home, or at least I hope they are. It's King Garrett against Andrew Kittredge. He'll be the Rays opener. And again, heading into an off day on a win, avoiding a sweep at home with your ace on the mound is big, if you ask me. Get it done. As I just said, tomorrow the Yanks are off. Tuesday, the struggling Braves come to town for a two-game series. Don't worry, Braves fans. We feel you. Both of those games will be at 6.35 p.m. Eastern. And then on Thursday, the Yanks hit the road again, starting a four-game weekend series against the Indians. Thursday's game will be at 6.10 Eastern. Friday will be at 7.10 Eastern. Saturday will go back to 6.10 Eastern. And Sunday, when we talk next, will be at 1.10 Eastern. Please, please give me something to be happy about this coming week for next week's episode. Please, Yanks. I hate doing episodes feeling miserable. Do me a favor, huh? Alright, but as for now, guys, that is all for episode 92 of Yapping Yankees Today. Please remember to follow me on all social medias so you can keep up on the latest having to do with me, the Yankees, and Yapping Yankees announcements, content, and Twitter and Instagram social media segments every Saturday. Follow my Facebook fan page at Mike Scudero NY. Follow me on Twitter at Mike Scudero and on Instagram at Mike Scuds 97. Also, guys, don't forget to subscribe to the Yapping Yankees YouTube channel and subscribe and always listen to Yapping Yankees on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And while you're at it, if you got the time, listen to the past Yapping Yankees episodes you've missed. Episodes 34 up to episode 92 today are available on YouTube, and all Yapping Yankees episodes, including today's, are available on SoundCloud. Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Once again, thank you 3,000 for listening to me yap today. I am Mike Scudero, and I will talk to you next Sunday, April 25th, when I come at you with episode 93 of Yapping Yankees. Until then, guys, hang in there, be patient, please stay safe, look out for your loved ones, and Yankees, wake the hell up! Enjoy your week, my friends. Take care.